This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 479 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and you, our auditors. The winner is announced this week in our first ever Equestrians Have Talent. Plus, we meet Chrissy Joy. She is training dogs for TV, film, and competition using techniques she learned while training horses. Plus, we have a product review for you, the Olympia Tall Show Boot. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek, and we're happy you're here at the Stable Scoop Radio Show, the flagship show of the Horse Radio Network. We are gearing up starting in the new year in January for our new Stable Scoop Show with the new format we've talked about here in the past. That'll be coming to you in January of 2018, and we're excited to get that started. Well, today, though, we have Kristen from Horse Nation, and she is bringing us the winner of our first ever Equestrians Have Talent. One thing to note, though, is that the sound on the next two interviews was recorded actually on my laptop mic, not an official Horse Radio Network microphone. Some of our cords failed while we were traveling to Lexington, and so this is recorded in the hotel room on the laptop mic, but we wanted to get the interviews done for you. So uh, here is Kristen with the big announcement. And now we bring you Equestrians Have Talent. With your hosts, Glenn and Kristen. Chris and I are back, and it is that time. It is that time to make the announcement about the winner of Equestrians Have Talent. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Glenn. It's been such a fun trip so far. To it has, and thanks to Horse Nation for playing along and doing the con- controlling the voting and everything, and you know, using an accounting firm to tally the winner. It was so nice. Of We're you to spend highly all that money. legitimate at Horse Nation. <laughs> yes. Yep. Are you going to come in with the envelope from what? What is that when the Oscars that uh, firm that got in all the trouble for messing? Oh up yeah, no, no. We're, Steve Harvey is not participating. Oh, he's in not. This reveal today. Okay. No. <laughs> so we're going to get it right. In other words, <laughs> we'll, we'll actually have the accurate winner today. Yes. Yep. I'm, I've tabulated and whatever all their fancy words and and calculated and tabulated all the results. So we what, are what ready she's basically for saying she looked at the webpage and it told her right there. Yep, that's mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, Kristen, I'm so excited. I don't. I did not look. Uh, we're traveling in Lexington, and I intentionally did not look because I wanted to find out today who the from you who the winner was. And I just want to thank everybody that did send in submissions, all of the preliminary rounds, and then for these three to have to do another one was really nice of them. Uh, and I know they were out promoting it, and and we just really appreciate all the effort. Yeah, we had several hundred votes for every round as well, so we had oh, wow. you know great. Great feedback from listeners. So thank Yay. you so much for everybody else for participating. Yay. Okay. So uh, you want to start from three, two, one? Yes. So third drum place. Oh, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Okay. Third place in the inaugural Equestrians Have Talent was A.K. Moss with her poem, Yay. which was a lovely, lovely submission. A.K., you made a Yay. mistake on the second poem. If you'd talked about me, you'd have won again. Just saying. Yeah, I th- Naked Glenn seems to be the route to success, I think. <laughs> Not for most people. <laughs> In extremely rare circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going right. to go on from there. Number two. <laughs> you can only go up from there. <laughs> All right, a second drum roll for second place finisher. The multi-talented Allison with her poem and piano submission. Oh, perfect Allison. 
Good job, Allison. Good work. Well, then I know who the winner is. Yes, we do. Our winner of the very first annual Equestrians Have Talent is Abby and her song in her horse's stall. She Yay! sang Go the Distance. Good job, Abby. I think she... Yay, congratulations. I really think she won it by singing a horse or a song in her horse's stall, and she's really good. But, I mean... She Abby, belted that out, man. Yeah, she, she deserved did. it. And, it, you know, it, it, it was cool because it had that echo from being in the stall, too. So that was kind of neat. Good job, Abby. Congratulations. You win the microphone trophy the with an actual microphone from the studio. So we're going to make sure we get that out to you. And, and thank you so much for putting in the effort you guys did. And hopefully next year it'll be bigger, bigger and better. I think it's going to be fun next year. Now we've, we've got the bar established, so now, we'll only go higher. For all of you who do have talent and participated. And for those of you who have talent and didn't participate, you have another shot here. You have to get busy because we are exactly from the time we're recording this, Kristen, one month away from Radiothon. Oh, boy. Holiday Radiothon's coming up. We want you to get your submissions in. Go to HolidayRadiothon.com. You can send in a voicemail. You can record on your phone, just like you did with this one. But we want you to sing a holiday song, write a poem, include hosts and sponsors. Those are always favorites. But what's going to happen is all the entries get eligible for the $4,000 in prizes we're giving away that day. Oh, yeah. The only way you're eligible... This is you too, Kristen. You have to send in your entry. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the only way you're eligible is if you send in an entry ahead of time for for our talent, for our holiday talent, or you call in that day. And we really want to, we'd really like to get, we had a hundred uh, voicemails last year with people singing and writing poems. And uh, we really love the ones that you include uh, a little bit about the shows. It just makes it personal and a lot more fun for the listeners. Uh, and Horse Nation and Leslie and Kristen. You have to include them, too, because Kristen's oh, yeah. going to be on the show the last hour. My first Radiothon. Hopefully That's not right. my last, either. Hopefully you don't fire me after this one. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and guess what we give away in the last hour is the two grand prize packages worth over $1,000. So, and I just found out uh, what the one was, and I'm waiting for the other, and I think you guys are going to love the grand prizes this year. Do so, we get to draw the names, Leslie yes, and I? Yes, yes. You guys get to pick the numbers. And All right. Uh, yes, you do. No pressure. No so pressure. we'll have two best friends and a lot of enemies after that. That's night. right. <laughs> That's right. It is always, because a whole day kind of leads up to who wins the grand prize at the end of the day. Oh, no pressure. And no it pressure. is the holidays. So thank you for participating in questions. Have talent, everybody, and definitely get your start getting your thoughts together. All the entries for Radiothon are going to be due by the 15th because it takes us a little while to get the packages together. I don't know who thought about putting Radiothon right after Thanksgiving. Um, that, I guess that'd be me, but I didn't think about that. <laughs> you know, when we did Radiothon, we thought it was going to be a one-time thing, and we thought, you know, who's going to listen? <laughs> we found out. Last year, we had 56,000 downloads for that, so we discovered people listened. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> so, so are, are you guys working on your guests, your big guests, for the last hour? We are, yeah. Leslie and I have got our heads together, so. All right. Surprise me. Are, it's going to be good. You can't surprise me. I have to publish it, but uh, don't, oh, good don't, don't tell me now, okay? Uh, I'm excited <laughs> to hear who everybody is, and we know we're working on some big ones for the Forces in the Morning show to start today. So should be a lot of fun. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't we hear the winner again to play us out? Yeah, we'll listen to Abby singing Go the Distance to her horse. I've often dreamed of a far-off place Where a hero's welcome 
people be waiting for me And the crowds will cheer When they see my face And a voice keeps saying This is where I'm meant to be I'll be there someday I will go the distance I will find my way If I can be strong I know every mile Will be worth my while When I go the distance I'll be right where I belong But to look beyond the glory Is the hardest part For hero strength is measured By his heart Like a shooting star I will go the distance, I will search the world, I will face its harms, I don't care how far, I will go the distance, till I find my hero's welcome waiting here, so excited to have one of our dearest friends with us today. Her name is Chrissy Joy, and we've known her for many, many years, all the way back to Lexington, where I am now, actually. Lexington, Wag Days, and we became very good friends and are still friends to this day. Hi, Chrissy. Hi, Glenn. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's so wonderful to hear you. I know. We don't get to talk enough. But it was so funny. Some of the longtime listeners will remember Chrissy, and I had forgotten about this till this moment. And it's good it didn't work out because you ended up with a whole different life. But you had, we had you audition to be the co-host of Horses in the Morning. That's right. I did. I remember sitting there and getting that audition done too. I was so nervous. But um, <laughs> and this comes make from me an actress. You shouldn't have been nervous. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, it's like you know, you can't say cut. <laughs> so no, it was. It. I'm so glad things worked out the way they did for you as well. You guys have a wonderful team of hosts that you're working with. Yeah, and you ended up with a whole different life and a child and a wedding, and you just had a whole bunch of stuff come down the pike. I know. I know it took off. It really did. You know, it went from doing a lot of acting and working with Weg and being a, a spokesperson for that time frame, which was very busy and such a great learning experience. I did a whole bunch of acting in Kentucky, wonderful area for um, filming. I think it's only getting bigger at this point. And then it kind of took a wild direction when I met my husband and I went to a few other states, did some acting work. And then I kind of started to miss working with the horses and the dogs. So I started to dip my feet back into my original passion, which was horse training. And you were, were you, what kind of competitor were you growing up? So I did a lot of um, the hunter jumpers eventing. Um, you know, it was one of those stories where I didn't uh, afford, uh, could not afford the high levels of training, but I was able to come and maybe watch people in their lessons and take a lot of that information home and work with my underdog of a horse and, um, and kind of just do the, do the novice levels. I, I also went to college for equine studies at Delaware Valley. Uh, it's university now. It was college at the time, uh, Delaware Valley University. And I majored in equine studies uh, and business. And in there, I did a lot of the um, IHSA kind of 
show ring, uh, you know, weekend competitions and whatnot, and did a lot of uh, riding and training through there and the British Horse Society too. So um, definitely really, truly love training and working with horses. That's definitely probably the first passion for me. Yeah, and I think it was more the training aspect that you liked than the competing even. I I know you really liked training the horses. Mm-hmm. I do. I loved it. And actually, I loved trick training horses, too. Uh, there was a, you know, my, my goal was to work with horses and animals and movie and film and whatnot. And so at, in college, we had a whole semester of just behavior, animal behavior. And I remember teaching a horse to drink on command. And so I had busted the myth that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. Well, and that leads us to our conversation today, which I thought would be interesting because all horse people have dogs, if not multiple dogs. Um, and, you know, you've kind of taken what you've learned in the training of the horses and been and are realizing one of your life dreams to be working in film and TV. But this, but not with horses, but with dogs, and it's because of what you've transitioned over, right? It's so true. Uh, I rescued my dog actually. So transitioning from horses to dogs, I rescued my dog at nine weeks old. He was one of fourteen in the same litter, so a huge litter. Um, when I rescued him, we started doing some basic classes, and it advanced pretty quickly. He's very smart, and I start to apply some of my, you know, knowledge of working with horses into working with dogs when he was old enough to actually do agility and maybe where we could start doing some advanced tricks. I quickly started to realize there was this communication gap I had where I wasn't connecting something. And I said, well, let me go back to the knowledge of working with horses and how you apply pressure, the horse moves away from pressure, different ways to really work their hind end and get them to connect their front end to their hind end, strengthen their back muscles, and I started to apply some of those things to dogs, which was fascinating. And it ended up being very, very successful. Can you give, so us, an I have a champion Can you give us an example of one thing? So, Yeah, of course. So to tell you the truth, my dog was having a really, really difficult time with doing a trick that required him to pivot his hind end. Think of a turn on the forehand for a horse, right? Forehand stays still and the haunches move around the forehand. Well, I was having a really hard time with my dog doing that. He would move his front end. He wasn't connecting the difference. So believe it or not, I took a dressage whip, right? You're thinking, oh my gosh, dressage whip with a dog. We obviously don't hit the dog, okay? That's not exactly positive reinforcement there. <laughs> but we, I learned to apply pressure just placing the whip on his hind end. And if he stepped away from it, I would use a clicker, which is a training tool, and give a treat. And he started to learn as soon as the pressure is applied, I'll move away from it, which means now he's understanding where his hind end is and he's able to pivot so well now and learn and connect. Hey, I've got back legs back there, which is so important when you're doing certain things in dog training. Um, another example, he does a headstand, which is like a, we call it a paw stand. That's where his, it looks like he's doing something against the wall where his head's really low and his back legs are up all the way high up on the wall. And by using the dressage whip, I'm able to coax his hind end up onto the wall to do a paw stand. So it really helps to kind of sink some of that horse knowledge into dog training. And it's also helped with agility immensely. It's really kind of funny. I train agility. You get a bunch of dogs out there and they're super excited. They've never done a course. 
And so you see them run around and it is like you need circus music in the background. They are just running and whipping around and jumping and knocking things over. I said, well, you know what? I went to college for horses and training. I learned about striding. I learned about proper takeoff. I learned about timing, using gymnastics. Think of Cavaletti and grid work. Why not apply that to the dog side? It is fascinating to set out Cavaletti's and watch a dog learn the placement of his feet and do some grid work. The dog learns timing. The dog learns a proper safe jump, proper takeoff, proper landing. It, it makes such a smarter competitor by applying some of these horse ways of jumping into the dog world. In the end, I have a dog who's super flexible, super knowledgeable, and a lot less chance of injury. And that's where I found a lot of passion behind my dog training today. Because I'm able to take some of those foundations of horse knowledge and horse training into the dog world. So now you're now obviously doing competitions and things and it's going quite well, right? I did. I did. Um, I started with Feasley about a year ago uh, and we won our first competition, which was very exciting. And it's really kind of unique going into a new atmosphere like that. I have to tell you, it is such a, it made me laugh because here I am getting up early to take my dog to a competition. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have to braid him. I don't have to load him in a trailer. He's just jumping in my car. I'm like, it is such a different world taking your dog to a competition versus a horse to a competition. Um, I love both immensely, but it was a really neat um, learning experience. And also gauging your dog's energy. It's a, it's a whole different world. You know, you warm up your horse, you have to warm up your dog. And so we did rally. Rally is an obedience-based competition. And he did very well there and agility. And then we started to kind of dive into the world of trick training. And that's kind of where everything took off with film, commercials, and, you know, some big things we have coming up next year. Can you talk about some of the tricks that you've done on films and commercials? Oh, sure. Okay. So he does a little bit of everything. I kind of wish they would ask us to do some of the really difficult stuff. <laughs> a lot of times on film and commercials, they want him to just be a dog. Yeah. Can you run <laughs> so, into the room and look cute? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you lick your hand? I'm like, sure. We had to actually put peanut butter on an actress's hand. So Beasley would run up and lick the hand. I mean, <laughs> um, he does all sorts of things. He'll He'll get stuff for you. He'll get stuff out of the fridge. He'll put his toys away. He cleans up better than even my husband can at this point. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> Does he get you a beer from the uh, fridge? He, you know, he can. It is. You know, it's one of those things. Do I want to teach my dog to open the fridge? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we actually have an onstage performance this weekend where it's uh, Baker Beasley and the whole skit surrounds Beasley and this little pug named Felix, who's just as talented, by the way. And they do this whole skit surrounding getting ingredients, putting things in the mixing bowl, um, bringing a shopping cart into the picture, you know, and then actually baking. He'll open the oven and close the oven. I mean, it's pretty amazing what you can teach a dog to do. So now, you, how do you get these gigs? Is it, is it done through agents? I'm sure some people out there are going, well, how do you even get work like that? Exactly, yeah. Well, that's a good question. It actually took me, I kind of almost gave up, too, because I felt maybe this just isn't meant to happen. I could not figure out how to get my dogs into it. You know, it's, you look at the credits on films, and you see places that have animals and how they got dogs in there. 
but it's hard to reach out to these people. Um, I was very fortunate to meet a lovely agent um, in regards to um, a nice agency called Positively Famous Animal Actors. And ever since then, she was super helpful of getting Beasley and a couple dogs just their feet wet on some easy productions, which led into a fantastic opportunity. Um, Our pug Felix was actually chosen for a Disney production, and that was a big deal. That's actually coming out soon. It's going to be a really neat um, uh, project through Disney that will be on the Disney Channel. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but it should be soon. That's very cool. Yeah, and we did a, um, a Chewy commercial recently. So we are slowly getting our feet wet. We receive um, calls from the agent or other places saying, hey, you know what, we just need some dog to be able to maybe come in and do a bark and a rollover. Do you have a dog that can do that? And just through making our connections, we've been able to um, you know, kind of build a good repertoire with people and also your professionalism and your training goes very far. So if you can arrive and be ready and have a well-trained dog, um, it really does take you a long way in the end. Yeah, yeah, because then the director the next time says, hey, get that girl with the dog, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. They, and what they basically want is somebody that's not going to cause them extra takes. So they need they, Somebody can get it done quickly. It costs less money that yeah. way. Uh, I have to tell you, through the Chewy commercial, they came up to me and they said, we have never been out on time like this it's amazing everyone <laughs> hugged me because <laughs> Beasley was so wonderful I mean he can back up he can move left he can move right he can stay he can stand he can put his paw on something he's so flexible through our training and I have to have to place a lot of that through my horse training I really was able to make him so moldable through my foundation with horses and that's I think a lot of stuff that can be brought into the dog world that really hasn't been tapped into yet so it's very exciting to start to teach people about that in my classes um but yes if you know it's a wonderful opportunity to be working on film and commercial and tv uh and honestly i tell people out there if you have a dog and you want to get involved don't feel worried that you know what my dog just doesn't know enough sometimes or my dog's too old sometimes all they need is your dog to lay on a couch so (laughs) It's totally possible for everybody out there to get involved. Now, do you have to have a SAG or anything? Do you have to have any of those to do this? No, it's not unionized. Okay. Uh, it would be really nice. <laughs> you know, oh, the dog had to wear his own collar. <laughs> you yeah. know, you get extra pay. Um, no, it's not like that. Okay. I was but, curious how that worked. Now, now there's yeah. a competition coming up that's kind of unique and the first time that you're telling me about that. That sounds fun. Right. So this is a big deal. I'm very excited to talk to you about it, Glenn. So BSF, that's the facility I work at. It's called Bonafide Friends Forever. It's a championship training um, facility in Southern Maryland. Our performer team that does the stage work and the commercial stuff is the BFF talent and the BFF performer team. There are two different teams. One is focused more for film and production and one is focused for stage work. However, it's a blend of dogs and trainers of really, really talented groups. So we went to this workshop, which is all surrounded through trick training and conditioning your dog. And we learned about this really fantastic opportunity next year. Think of WEG for dogs. Okay, so wrap your head around that. It's going to be this wonderful first time ever held national stunt dog competition at the Purina Farms facility in Missouri. Now that farms that facility is like just creme de la crop for the dog 
And, you know, they have wonderful research facilities there, but they also have, they hold a lot of events there. So if you could think about it, it's going to be incorporating lots of different countries. I know we have Canada involved and they're, they're assuming to have well over 600 spectators, which is going to be exciting there. And what are the so competitions? We decided, what are, yeah, what are the competitions? Right. So BFF talent team is going to go. We are a mix of probably about uh, six trainers, about five dogs. It's going to be from the novice to the champion level of stunt dog competition. So think about this. It's going to be dogs coming in and doing tricks and putting on shows and handler and dog working to music. It's all about showcasing. Can my dog perform these specific tests on each level? If you get to the highest level, it's going to be a televised version about, I think it's about um, a certain length of skit to possibly music, but you really have to show everything you got, all your work out on the floor and hopefully be good enough to be the national stunt dog champion. Kind so of that's like freestyle and dressage, right? Yeah, you know, it is. You have a certain amount of things you need to do in a certain time frame, in a certain order. But when you get to that champion level, it is just like freestyle. You do your own thing. Um, there are certain parameters you have to follow, but it's all about putting on that show for everybody. And it's as much a part of you as it is part of the dog. It's a team effort, just like it is for you and the horse. You know, the horse can't perform without you. It's best the same with the dog as well. So it is a huge effort for both the dog and the handler. I bet you're already planning your freestyle, aren't you? <sighs> I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. You're already No, I never had the pressure. of. I give so much to those freestyle riders out there. It's a lot of stress to do that. Now here I am just trying to do something with my dog, and it is very stressful. But you're right. You have to do it now to prepare. And who knows? If we just get to the middle levels and that's as far as we get, it's just going to be a fantastic experience to be there with all the other people as well. Where can people find out more about that competition? Definitely. Um, so Tridex is the name of the competition. Go to domorewithyourdog.com. That is run by the CEO, Kira Sundance. She's a fantastic trick trainer. She's done a lot of work. Um, that is the website where you can go to learn more about Tridex. And if you want to get your dogs involved of earning trick dog titles and getting involved in kind of that, that world of enriching your dog's knowledge, that's where you want to go. Are there any breeds that are really good at this and some that suck? <laughs> that's a great way to put it. So... <laughs> I get a lot of blends of dogs in my classes, right? And everyone goes, oh, well, my dog's too dumb. Well, yes, and the truth is your dog might be really smart. Your dog just needs a job, right? I personally think collies, border collies, herding breeds, they're very, very smart. They desire that job. They do very well in this kind of work. But also I have seen like fantastic dogs who maybe are a little bit more laid back. Maybe they're a little older but they can still pick up on tricks and do the same thing as well. You know, I have to tell you, Beasley is not fast. He is not going to win any race, but he can do a lot of different tricks on his own pace. So he's still very much a popular catch out there in maybe a slower manner, but the border collies and maybe some of those Australian cattle dogs, um, German shepherds, you know, the very smart desire work. They do very well in those competitions. Sounds terrific. Give the website again. It is domorewithyourdog.com. And also, if you want to check us out on Facebook, you can follow Good Beasley as he's doing his road to Tridex. He is Good Beasley. You can find him on Facebook there. And then if you want to follow our talent team, 
the bona fide talent group is another place where you can follow us as we're doing film TV commercials. We'll also put some casting calls out there. So if anybody has a dog matching what we need, feel free to reach out. Very good. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Glenn. It's so wonderful to hear from you. Hi, this is Gina Moronic from Wisconsin, and I am an official Horse Radio Network auditor. It's something I'm really proud to do and to be a part of in a small way because it's something that I get a lot of information from. The Horse Radio Network uh, and the convenience of the downloadable podcasts means that I can improve my horsemanship skills, my riding skills, um, or just really enjoy listening to friendly, informative programming whenever I'm driving to work or working on chores or at the barn even. So I hope you find it as enjoyable as I do. If you do, go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner to become a Horse Radio Network auditor. For as little as a dollar a month, you can be involved in this great thing too and keep it going. Thanks. part of the stable scoop show it's time for product review and i've got auditor nicole mckean with me here today hi hi nicole hi jennifer how are you doing i'm doing great what wonderful product did you get to test and review so i was lucky enough that i got to test the ovation olympia tall dress boots and they are dress boots which means they do not have laces is that correct that's correct yeah they're designed for dressage all righty. Now, your Olympia Tall Show Boots Black dress style. Uh, first off, how was the fit in that when you ordered size whatever, did you did they fit about the way you thought they did or did they run big or little? So they fit very true to size. And what I really love about these boots is not only do you order them in the foot size. So, for example, I'm a size 7. Uh, but you also can customize your calf uh, width. So it comes in slim, regular, or wide. And same thing with the height. It comes in three different sizes. Oh, wow. Uh, So they've got a really good size chart on the website. So it feels like a custom fit, basically. You're getting kind of three different options uh, in the size. So I measured my leg according to the size chart, and they fit perfectly when they arrived. How nice is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, some of the features on these boots, are they the zip-up-the-back kind? They are the zip-up. It's a full zipper up the back. Um, And what I really like is they have a zipper guard at the bottom. So kind of often where your zipper can catch, they have a nice little, it's a very elegant kind of leather clasp that goes over the bottom. And then again at the top. So it kind of keeps the zipper protected, um, which is really cool. And it looks really nice as well. So that's great. That's a nice feature too. Are they elasticized Mm -hmm. or not? Because these are all the things they put in boots now, you know. They do have a little bit of elastic kind of at the top. So there's a little bit of give there, mm-hmm. um, but it's discreet. So it really kind of flows nicely with the leather panel. So it's not as though it's a big kind of elastic um, chunk. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it looks kind of obvious if the elastic's a different color than the boot, um, but it's really discreet. Uh, so you really can't see it, but it gives you that extra little give if you need it. Now, your tall dress boots, were they going to be used in what discipline? So they're going to be used for dressage. So it was actually really perfect timing because the zipper 
um, on my current uh, show boots has just gone on me. So um, I was super happy to have these arrive. Um, so I've been using them for schooling. I'm not showing this year, but they're definitely really elegant and would be beautiful enough for the show ring. Um, but they're really comfortable uh, enough that I can kind of school in them every day. They're comfortable to walk around in because with dressage boots, they often are very stiff because um, the dressage rider likes a nice kind of solid leg. So these do give you a nice solid leg, but they have a little bit more give in them. So they're very easy to break in um, and they're comfortable enough that I can walk around the barn uh, when I get off the horse and not need to take them off right away, which is great. Yeah, some of, some of the dress, the boots that are marketed specifically to the, to the dressage community, you end up walking a little bit like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, not comfortable <laughs> off the horse at all. So they fit pretty true to size. Now, do these have the spur rests on them? They do have spur rests on them, yes. Very useful if you're a spur wearer. Now, were there Absolutely. any features about this boot that you wish it had or that you didn't much care for? No. So they have a really, what I really like probably most is they have a really nice square toe. Um, so it's it's still, they're kind of rounded edges, but it's a square toe. So I really like the shape of the foot the shape of the top. So they've got the Spanish top. So the outside, um, the leather comes up a little higher on the leg than the inside. Uh, so they're just really pretty boots. Um, and like I said, they broke in almost immediately. So they have something I looked on the website. It's called a Euro instep. So it kind of makes it to where your heels would bend. Um, it's a little bit softer than the rest of the boot. So it, you're able to keep your heels down nicely and that's what makes them comfortable for walking as well. So, yeah. What a thoughtful uh, feature. I would change it off. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, the, the, let me make sure I get the name of this boot correct. Go over here. There we go. Olympia Tall Show Boots in black. And they are by Ovation. And they are on horselovers.com. And the price right now as we record this is $211.50. So you can check yeah, them. Yeah, I think they're on sale right now. They're on so sale right now. That's right. So check them out at horselovers.com. And thank you very much, Nicole McKean, for coming on and reviewing this product. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's great to talk to you. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We appreciate you being here on the Stable Scoop Show. As I said, the new Stable Scoop Show will begin in January with an all-new lineup of topics and regular segments that we have planned for you that we've talked about in the past. In the meantime, we're going to keep putting on these fun episodes for you where I interview people that I find interesting. And uh, we also are going to be looking forward to Radiothon. Get your entries ready. Start thinking about what you're going to do for Radiothon. We'll have that announcement later this week in a special episode that Wendy and I are putting out. So until then, StableScoop.com is where you can find all the past episodes of this Stable Scoop radio show. Keep on scooping, everybody. 